You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Josh Hunter, one of the public benefits specialists here at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're talking about Medicare mischief and misunderstandings. Joining us for the discussion is Chris Heiser, a senior health benefits consultant specializing in Medicare insurance. Welcome, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing awesome. I am enjoying the fact that we are have spring right around the corner. Oh, good. Well, well, thank you for being here with us. And I just wanted to run a couple of things by you and discuss a few points that I know seem to trip up Medicare beneficiaries and their families. Uh, So starting from the top, what are some common misunderstandings that you know about that people face with Medicare? Uh, Well, there's there's a lot of things. The first one is that people believe that Medicare is automatic and that it's free. Um, which we all know is not necessarily the case. Uh, there are there are charges that go along with Medicare, and uh, it's not automatic. You do have to enroll unless you're already receiving your Social Security benefits. One that I've run across recently that has been happening because of all the commercials on TV referring to Advantage plans and Part C is that people think that they have to have a Part C even when they already have a supplement plan and a Part D drug plan. You're right. I think those commercials get people twisted, particularly the way that it's presented. Um, It sounds logical, right, to think about A and B, so the next letter is going to be C, and that all works together. But you and I know that A and B in regards to original Medicare, Part C refers to Medicare Advantage. And it's an alternative path to original Medicare, right? Right. And uh, as a matter of fact, I even had a a client just uh, a while back, and we had set him up with, uh, he had his original Medicare. He wanted to go the route of a Medicare supplement plan with his drug plan. We got him all set up. And then his wife called me a day later, and she said, well, my husband has A and B and D, but we seem to be missing C. So it's it's really confusing that they've given the Advantage plan that title as being a Part C because it leads people to believe they need it. And then the commercials on TV talk about you could be missing out on benefits that you need by not getting Part C. So it kind of adds to that confusion. I agree. I, I definitely think it's a... Uh Kind of, a, I, I guess I'd say a marketing ploy where you're taking advantage of that phrasing, right? Because we know that those companies understand that's not quite how things work, right? You can't retain an original Medicare supplement and utilize a Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, they don't work together. It's not one long list of A, B, C, and D, but that gets people tripped up all the time. I know another thing that I see is I think a lot of families are confused about the differences between Medicare and Medicaid. I'm assuming you've seen that a lot too. Oh, yes. A lot of people ask that, that same question, and they'll even refer to something as Medicaid, and I'll stop and I'll say, are you 
are you referring to, because here in Tennessee, it's it's called TenCare. And so I said, are you referring? And they're, oh, no, no, I'm just, so they don't really understand. And what I usually tell people is when you look at the two words, the end of the word for Medicare is care. That is your insurance. That's what you're using to get your health care. The Medicaid, the last part of that is aid, and that's something that's helping you if you need some financial assistance with getting your care. That's a good way to look at it. I, I always try to differentiate between Medicare and I call it TenCare just so we don't have the, the Medicare, the Medicaid, the Medigap, and the Meta whatever because I know that gets people tripped up quite often. Oh, yes. Um, I know another thing that I think confuses um, some Medicare beneficiaries is I think they bring in this concept of brand loyalty. When you're looking at some of some of these plans, right, you want to get it and stick with it and not change anything because if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? We've heard that phrase, um, and I know that's dangerous when it comes to Medicare, and you can actually lose some money by not properly utilizing enrollment periods and reviewing. Have you seen that too? Yes, and um, and then also even when they're first initially enrolling in Medicare and they're looking at various different things, they say, well, you know, through my employer, I've had, you know, XYZ forever and I love it and it's been wonderful. And I have to remind people that employer coverage is not the same thing. And just because something worked for you at that point doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly the direction that you need to go when you're coming into Medicare. And then as you go along down the road, things might change in your life that it may mean that you need to take a look at things and see if there are some changes that are needed and you may go from one carrier to another. That's that's a great point. You're right. Um, and I know it trips people up. So what about some common, we'll say tricky practices that, that you've noticed? Well, and I have one that, that makes me crazy, um, and it's and it goes for it. It kind of borderlines on scams as well because it can be somebody that's calling about a scam. My mom is receiving phone calls almost daily from somebody claiming to be from Medicare. They know that, and it could possibly be somebody who is a marketer and trying to find out what kind of Medicare because they ask to, you know, confirm that you have the right coverage and blah, blah, blah. But they use the word, I'm from Medicare. And mm. it, somebody who's not paying attention might actually believe that. Um, right. And so then they say, well, you know, to uh, if you want to know more about these benefits that you might be missing, uh, hit, the, you know, hit the number one or whatever, uh, to learn more. Well, what that does is it connects you with an agent and now you are treated as an incoming call. And as an incoming call, they are free at that point to start talking about plans and benefits. We are not allowed to call people out of the blue and just say, hey, you want some Medicare coverage? It doesn't work that way. We have compliance issues that we need to do adhere to. So we need to make sure that we are following all of those procedures. What's happening is marketers are calling people and telling them all kinds of wonderful things and saying, if you need to learn more, just hit one on mm. your touchpad. And they do. And now they're treated as an incoming call. 
yeah, kind of a way to get around those those marketing guidelines that you and I know are used to kind of protect beneficiaries from that type of solicitation, right? Yes. yes. That is, that's incredibly frustrating. And uh, to take that one step further, I've, I've even seen to the point where, particularly here as of recent, that some of these marketers that aren't doing things the right way and are kind of cutting corners really seem to be pushing some of these advantage plans without discussing the implications of networks to the beneficiaries, right? Oh. Because Medicare Advantage isn't great for everybody and every plan doesn't fit every person, right? That's right. I actually had um, somebody who received a phone call and they were telling her about all these great benefits and things that she needed to do and, and all of this. And she actually didn't realize that, that she had been switched uh, until she received a letter in the mail saying that she had, you know, welcome to your new plan. And her daughter called me and said, Chris, I, I'm confused. I don't understand. I think, and I said, well, it's probably just a marketing thing. Read me the letter. She read me the letter and it truly was welcome to your new plan. And fortunately, we were still, this was back during annual enrollment during AEP. And I had the ability to move her back to the original plan because not a single one of her doctors was in the network for the new plan that they oh set her up. Oh, my gosh. And that's, that's such a nightmare because it can really hit somebody at the worst time when they roll over into the new year and realize their coverage isn't what it's supposed to be. That's um, true. Oh, that's so tricky. And unfortunately, I had one that was the exact same way this last open enrollment. So those of you that are, are listening today, make sure you're careful during open enrollment. It's a, a bit more incentivized for some of those scammers or people trying to cut corners to, to get involved. Well, well let's... The thing is, is I just tell people to go back to a trusted source. Go back yes. to um, a broker. The person who originally helped you uh, should be able to, if they are a reputable person and they are truly on your side, they're going to they're gonna take you in the direction that you need to go. Uh, so it's always best to ask a lot of questions as well. But that's, that's really my big deal is I just tell people, if you've got questions, feel free to call me at any time. I really don't mind. That's, that's solid advice, right? If you have a trusted source that you've worked with and they've done right by you and they're helping you get things moving, you know, stick with that person or at least use them to find a new contact if you move. Uh, work yeah. with them in that way. Well, I think that leads us into a great question here of, how do we help beneficiaries find that right person to begin with? How do they know when they have a good advocate rather someone that's just trying to kind of push their own agenda and sell something? Well, I, I usually, I tell people that there's, for instance, a referral from a trusted source to begin with, uh, from your attorney, from your financial advisor, from your doctor, from your dentist, from you know, somebody who, who knows these people and you trust them is one way of finding someone. The other is once you do find somebody, ask a lot of questions. Ask them questions about the companies that they represent. Why do you represent these companies? Well, I heard about this thing on TV. What do you think about that? Find out as much as you can and you can generally get an idea of whether or not they're on your side. I think that I think that's solid advice. And I know when I was working for the state, something that we would often uh, try to allow beneficiaries or empower them to ask about is ask how the person you're working with gets paid. 
Yes. And I mean, that's an awfully direct way to go about something. But somebody who's upstanding and knows how this system works and they're doing everything right doesn't mind telling you how it works or what's going on. But if somebody locks up or tries to deviate away from that, you know, everybody's motivations in a conversation matter, right? I know when I was working for the government, I was always happy to tell people, I'm a government employee. I have no horse in the race and, and my job isn't reliant at all upon sales or how I work. And then the, the other good salespeople that I've worked around have no problem telling their clients, hey, this is, this is how my job works and this is how I maintain a good relationship and, and, and build a clientele that I work with over time because I do it the right way. Well, and, and also, I tell people that I'm not afraid to, uh, to look at something and say, well, you know what? What you've got is working really well for you, and I think you should stick with it. Here, take a few of my cards and tell your friends that you know they can talk to me and ask me any kind of questions and, and go from there. I, I have found that if I do the right thing, the right thing comes back to me. Exactly. And I think that's that's a solid point. You know, when you put good out there and you build a reputation, that's always a good sign. And that's how you get those good referral sources, like you were saying, to bring you up in those conversations. Right. That's how their banker knows about you is because you've helped other people and building that rapport. And objectivity is key in this business. Right. When we're working around Medicare, it's not it should never be about what's best for the person giving you advice, but rather what's best for the individual asking for advice. Well, yeah, and people will ask me all the time, well, what's the best plan that's out there? And I, I look at them, I said, there is no best plan. It's what's going to work for you and not uh, necessarily what, what was great for your neighbor or for your uh brother or your sister, it might work really well for them, but that's not necessarily meaning it's going to work well for you. It's all based on what's important to you. What are your needs? What kind of things do you need going forward? And then let's see what we can find to fit those needs the best way for you. Oh, that's such a, that's such a good way to phrase it. And you're exactly right. It's so individualized and there is no one shoe out there, one size fits all. Um, Medicare just doesn't work that way. And I'm happy we have people in the community like you who can help people through this process and guide them along. And Unfortunately, I think that takes up, up most of our time today. Uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to Chris here again soon. So that's it for today's episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Takeus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.